Hey everyone, it's Lauren here. Thank you for turning on my podcast today. I haven't recorded a podcast in several weeks, and truthfully, I have completed all of my rituals, routines, self care stuff for the day. And I was like, what am I going to do with myself? <laughs> and it's spooky season. It's almost Halloween in like two weeks. And I was thinking of watching Hocus Pocus 2. Um, but I have this weird thing where I'm very sensitive to blue light, particularly in the nighttime. So that reminds me I'm going to put on my blue light blocking glasses. So if I watch movies and stuff past like 7 o'clock, my brain thinks it's daytime and I cannot fall asleep and as someone that has insomnia I will literally do anything and everything to fall asleep and to avoid not falling um, asleep because sometimes it takes me hours and hours and hours just to fall asleep so I'm super jealous of anyone that can fall asleep like anytime anywhere you are God's favorites um so I figured I'd record a podcast episode today and I have so much going on in my mind right now that I don't feel I can compartmentalize and like compile everything into one big beautiful relatable lesson to share but I wanted to kind of do something different and go through my old journal entries, if anyone cares to listen. So a lot of my journal entries are related to my shadow, my blocks, my manifestations, what I'm calling in, my process, my journey, shifts, transformation, and everything related to self-development and growth. Um, I've always, always, always been interested in self-help because I love learning and I wanted to read some journal lessons that I have written in the last, I want to say these are all from the past month. I'm just going to randomly go through them and start reading them to kind of reflect on my journey, my progress, my struggles, and maybe to help identify any dynamics or patterns and themes that are showing up and just gain some more self-awareness and insight. I think that's what spirituality is really all about. So I'm just going to get right into it, and when I feel that (laughs) it's been fulfilled, then I'll I'll stop. So um, I need to start dating my journal entries. I don't know why or when I stopped doing that, but it's super helpful, so that's just a note to myself. I do try to journal every single day. I've been journaling since I was five years old. Back then, I called it a diary. Now I call it a journal as an adult, but you can call what you want. I've been writing for, I'm 28, I'm so bad with math, for 23 years. That's crazy. I've always loved writing, especially as someone who, one of my core wounds is not feeling seen or heard. So through writing, it's been a way for me to feel validated and feel like, I'm using my voice because self-expression is super important to me and always something I've strived for and felt creatively fulfilled by. I love creating as well and it just brings me so much meaning and purpose writing. So I think that if you're passionate about all the stuff that I'm discussing and you don't have a journaling practice, you should really get to it. It's like life-changing. 
It really is. I don't know how to explain it. There's tons of research and science backing it up too. Just so therapeutic and cathartic. So let's start, shall we? All right. In the last six months, there's been a lot of transition and shifts. I've asserted more boundaries, have spoken up and told people how I feel. I've gotten more settled into my new job, met new people at work, traveled to two countries, got out of a relationship. No manifestations have really come to fruition yet, but I am happily single now. Went to Europe and I'm proud of myself for my body transformation. My mind has grown from the new friends that I've made. I've made new connections, asserted my worth by leaving a relationship that wasn't deserving of me. My body has gone through changes. By losing 15 pounds, I became stronger and stuck to a workout regimen. I continue to do the work. I went back to Michael. Michael is my therapist, by the way, spiritual advisor now, and signed with a publisher. I've gotten new campaigns on Instagram. I've practiced sticking to my word and continue to build up my confidence. My dreams and goals have also shifted for myself. I am now more likely to be able to identify tests, hear my pings, and follow what I want for myself by challenging my automatic negative thoughts. So I do a work, it's a part of a manifestation school that I'm a member of called To Be Magnetic. I shout them out on almost every solo podcast. And that's, if you hear the word pings, tests, etc. These are all um, journal prompts from the workshops that I'm doing on there. So I think in this page, I'm just reflecting on how I've grown. And I think that's so important and vital is to be your own expander, also a word from TBM. But expander is basically your own motivation, your own inspiration. Um, And using yourself six months ago, three months ago, whatever, and looking at how you've kind of metamorphosized is just really, really beautiful. Because I think that a lot of the times, at least in my experience, like every day feels the same. But when we look back, everything's different. Doesn't it always feel that way? Like life feels the same every day after day. It's so monotonous and can be boring. Not for everyone. It shouldn't be like that. But sometimes it feels that way. Just real talk. But then when we look back on how our lives were, even a year ago, it doesn't sound like a lot of time, but our lives are often drastically different. What was I doing last October? Last October, I was working from home which God bless. I fucking love remote work. Uh, I was working from home and I was in a bad place. I was in a very bad place. Okay. I remember. So that was when my relationship started to get abusive and it was just like walking on eggshells every single day. I was not feeling stable, um, or secure in my relationship. I was not feeling safe. My grandma died almost a year ago and it was just a very bumpy time. I would say it was a pretty dark rock bottom of my life so now I'm in a brand new job I'm in a brand new place I plan on moving to a new freaking country in two and a half three months so it's just wild how our life shifts and how we think we know what we want but the universe has different plans for us okay let's continue what I would love to let go of over the next few months would be attachment Attachment to finding a job, expectations from my move, desperation, energy, stress, anxiety, worries, nerves, 
self-doubt, insecurities, disconnection from myself, negativity, pessimism, lower energies, distrust, distrust of myself, feeling like the universe isn't supporting me, jealousy, envy, resentment, pressure on myself, struggle, forcing, control. I want to release, let go, and surrender all of this. I wish to let go of trauma I'm still carrying with me or people from my past like exes. Heaviness, darkness. I want to step into my authentic worth, wholeness, confidence, deservingness, self-trust, belief in myself, feeling supported by the universe, and connect more with my intuition. That's been a commonality throughout my life, particularly as a childhood trauma survivor. Oftentimes we feel as if our voice was taken from us and we can fall into these people-pleasing and struggle with confrontation, not setting boundaries and sacrificing ourselves or abandoning ourselves to appease others. So for me, it's been a lifelong lesson of learning that I am significant, what I have to say is important, and my voice matters. Same with you. All right, going into tests. Um, I don't know if I want to read this because... <laughs> I see a lot of names on this page, so we might just skip this. So in To Be Magnetic, they use a term called test, and they say that the universe tests us to see if we're ready for our, to receive our manifestation and to up-level. So when we're doing this work, we're unblocking, we're expanding, and we're also being tested, and through tests, we have to take a line action and step into our worth and prove to the universe that we know we are deserving of what we ultimately want. So I've been tested in several ways throughout the last couple of months. If I'm being super transparent, um, when I was supposed to go to Italy on September 10th or the 12th, um, something happened <laughs> with someone I was supposed to meet up there with. And um, I was so devastated. I did not end up going. I canceled my trip and I slept with someone very impulsively. I knew that it wasn't <laughs> super, um, I don't know what aligned would be the right word. I really didn't want to see him. It was more so like a numbing thing to just distract myself. And, you know, nothing against this person. He's a great, nice guy, but it just wasn't, it wasn't the most, um, I don't know what word to use. This, it just wasn't the smartest decision. Um, I, I don't regret it because I don't believe in regrets. Maybe that was what I needed at the time. It was a lesson I had to learn. But I was tested in that way um, by sharing myself vulnerably through intimacy, which I hold as a very core value of mine. I have strong morals around that not saying people that do this don't but for me especially as a sexual abuse survivor um that stuff is very very precious to me so i was tested in that way um and right now i think i'm being tested through opportunities being offered jobs that i need to determine if they're going to add value to my life or if I'm just taking it out of a scarcity and lack mentality for fear that nothing else better is going to show up. So it's been a lot of work the last few months, <laughs> if I do say so myself. So let's move on to the next journal prompt, shall we? 
All right, talking about shame now. I've been shamed a lot in my life for different qualities like my mental health, doing things for quote-unquote attention, like being suicidal or self-harming, for being crazy, too emotional, dramatic, sensitive. I've been called a lot of names too that are negative, like gross, loser, desperate, pathetic. For the way I look, that I'm a bad girlfriend in relationships, criticized. Even have been shamed when I was sexually assaulted. I was told that I didn't act or behave correctly and it made me feel it was my fault for being too naive, gullible, dumb, etc. I was made to feel guilty for being sexually violated as well as abused. As in, you asked for it or it's not real or only happening because of my own doing. This prevents me from showing up. Um, Prevents me from showing up. Okay, I don't understand that. But okay, so shame, 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 shame. Okay, the first time I remember feeling shame, I was five years old. My kindergarten teacher yelled at me in front of the class. And I didn't know how to identify it at the time. But now that I'm 28, I can look back and say, okay, that feeling was embarrassment. It was guilt, humiliation, and shame. And I've had a lot of shameful experiences in my life. I was shamed a lot by my parents growing up. I'm told to not act a certain way, told I was bad, just made to feel like I had to change who I was and inherently flawed. And that's something that has stuck with me throughout my life that I'm now trying to reprogram and undo particularly if you are a domestic violence or sexual violence victim, those situations carry with them so much shame. Oftentimes we'll internalize those circumstances. And I know with me, since it happened on several accounts, oftentimes when I would tell people who weren't super conscious or mindful, they would say, well, what did you do that led that person on? Are you sure you said no? Why did you X, Y, and Z? Which adds to... One, is just victim blaming, but two, adds to the shame and the inner self-blame that we often deal with. I deal a lot with self-blame. I've been doing some inner child work and it's really hard to talk. If you have a picture of yourself as a baby or a child, it's really hard to talk to ourselves negatively and in a mean way when we're picturing that we're talking to the baby because I was a fucking cute, really chubby lovable adorable delightful baby and now when I look at myself in the mirror I just see that baby and I pretend that I'm talking to my inner child and just checking in with my inner child and trying to comfort her reassure her give her what she was looking for which was just unconditional acceptance and love and just feeling like I'm allowed to be myself in the way that I am is good enough and today I did this exercise where I was taking a activating phrase or a triggering word which was what was it it was a journal exercise uh pathetic disappointment (laughs) pathetic disappointment and I looked in my eyes in the mirror for like five minutes and I just kept saying I'm a pathetic disappointment this wasn't to make myself feel like a pathetic disappointment But it was to take away the attachment or the negative association to the word. So when I first started saying it to myself in the mirror, I started crying because I felt like it was true. You know, sometimes I really do feel like in my life, I've been a pathetic disappointment. But towards the end, I started kind of smiling and laughing and just feeling like, ah, 
I'm a pathetic disappointment. Whatever. What the fuck does that matter? And it became more neutralized. And I think that's an interesting um, mirror exercise that anyone can do with something, a shadow, a wound, words that you have a strong emotional charge to. So the next prompt was, what is preventing me from showing up as who I truly am? What's preventing me from showing up as my authentic self? And feel free, y'all, to take any of these journal prompts and utilize them and implement them into your own journaling process. Absolutely, do that. That's a great idea. What's preventing me? Influences from the people around me who are very low low vibrational and not doing this work. Limiting beliefs of... My dream's not being possible for me, that I'm not good, worthy, important, special, talented, smart, or pretty enough. I don't deserve to be happy. I fear rejection or being judged. My insecurities, worries, doubts that I won't have, do, or ever be enough. I mistrust myself and doubt myself as well as lack confidence. What is preventing you from showing up from your full, authentic, worthy self? That's what's showing up for me. All right. Let's talk about hiding. When do I hide or play small? I hide where I feel inadequate, inferior, and insecure. I play small at work for fear of stepping on toes because I don't know if what I'm doing is good enough. I hide my body for fear that if it is seen, people will be disgusted by me. I'll be rejected, judged, and unloved. I play small also in love, taking what I can get because I'm unsure of my worth and deservingness. A lot of this stems back to my upbringing, society, family, and peers. My relationships growing up were not expansive for me to witness. I did not have much motivation or inspiration. It was hectic, chaotic, just getting by like a fight to survive in my household. My parents essentially taught me it is more important to show up for others than it is for myself and to just settle for what I can get. That thinking of yourself makes you selfish. It taught me to expect the least. What I still want for myself, despite all of this, is prosperity, overflow, stability, safety, abundance, financial security, and wealth. I still struggle with this because I've never experienced it firsthand or personally witnessed it in my family. I find it nearly impossible because it feels like nothing I've been doing or tried has been working especially now that I'm almost 30 years old. I would love recognition and success in my field. I want nothing more than to be a best-selling author or traditionally published by a company. This has also not gained momentum (laughs) and I'm getting frustrated and discouraged. It feels like an uphill battle, like I don't have any connections or leads. It seems like an elusive dream, which is really soul crushing to me. One day, I would love a life partner, soulmate, true love. I wish I could meet someone who makes me feel like Ram, who is someone I'll talk about in a later episode, but I can actually be with without all the red flags and trauma and distance. All of the good qualities of my past partners without any of the bad. I also struggle with this since all of my relationships have been disasters and abusive. Sometimes I wonder if there really is anyone out there for me or if I'm just destined to be alone. I also would love a remote, flexible, high-paying job that is also starting to feel impossible. 
due to all of the rejections as well as demoralizing. I have not gotten anywhere in the last three months. It makes me feel isolated and like something is very truly deeply wrong with me. I want to give a TED talk and have my podcast and book. Um, have my podcast and book. Okay. I want to move out by 30. I'd like to make a living from my content and create art. Again, this feels like I'm asking too much. I think I hold shame for wanting these things for myself. My family and culture imprints on me that it's lazy, unrealistic, and selfish to want these things. Like it's superficial or a cry for attention, not real hard work. The expectations where I grew up were so low. I never really saw anyone doing work that I would like to do. Jobs were just very logical, analytical, and straightforward. The limiting belief I picked up because of this was that jobs are dry and only to make money. Even if you hate it, you have to do it to pay bills. This is not the life I want. I want a life of flow, purpose, creativity, joy, and passion. That's beautiful. That's fucking beautiful. I feel like if I'm reading this objectively, that's just like so magical. And what I can say about that is... What we grew up witnessing is often the beliefs that we think are possible for ourselves. You know, if we had parents who were, I don't know, Tony Robbins and like Oprah, then we'd probably believe that our dreams aren't too big. What I sense from reading that is that I feel like I want too much for myself. And often we will create this energetic glass ceiling for ourselves so that we only believe that what we've experienced this far is our reality. And that's actually not true okay um there was one point i was making i don't know 25 dollars an hour i would have never imagined me making like close to 40 dollars an hour and now that i'm making close to 40 dollars an hour it's kind of the same thing where i feel like oh 50 is too much but it's not it's us that keeps ourselves confined and caged and imprisoned in the own confines of our minds and what we believe is possible for us. And maybe we didn't get that growing up, but now that we're adults, it's kind of our responsibility to give that to ourselves. And I know that it's so frustrating, particularly with me. Um, I love writing so much. Writing is something that I've always been naturally gifted and talented at. And I don't have much confidence, you guys. I can say that I'm an amazing poet um and when I write about things that I care about it's just it's like a stream of consciousness it comes so quickly and easily to me and I've always 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 wanted to be a New York Times bestselling author um but it's you know I'm on my fourth book now and I'm still struggling to make those connections to one day be traditionally published the company I'd love to be published by is Andrew McNeil's publishing house because they published some of my favorite poets. But um, when it feels like you've been working so hard and something, especially at our age, if you're in your 20s, is like comparison where I'm 28, I've self-published four books and yet there's this like 18 year old person on TikTok that makes a 10 second video and then makes like 10 million dollars and gets everything they want and I just think like that's so fucking unfair it feels unfair on some level to me where it's like why do some people struggle and they're so talented and 
Um, they put in the work and yet it goes nowhere while others who not saying those people aren't talented, but do a little dance for 30 seconds and then they just like, quote unquote, get lucky. That's something I can't understand or wrap my mind around. Perhaps it's just the paths that we've chosen before we came into this carnation, but, um, who knows? So I know, needless to say, sometimes things get very frustrating and discouraging, but I think it's all, it's all a part of the learning process of our life paths. And maybe it's the universe guiding us in a different direction. Maybe those wants that you think you need, maybe they come from the ego and it's not a true soul desire. So I don't know. That's just some thoughts I've had about that. All right. My fears. Okay. What are my fears? Big and small. People I love dying. That's my number one fear. Loss, abandonment, grief, heartbreak, rejection. Number, number, number one fear. So, 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 so painful. I think that there's perhaps nothing more painful in this physical lifetime than, you know, having your heart broken and losing someone that you love, whether it be to death or rejection. It's just the worst. Okay. Inevitable, but sucks to say the least. All right. Getting old. Getting old. I put next to it, getting fatter and uglier. (laughs) Being alone forever, not succeeding, going nowhere in life and being a failure. Always being poor. Disappointing my family, particularly my mom. Not getting a job. Staying stuck, stagnation. Never being happy. My family members getting old and watching them die. Being made a fool, losing all of my money judged for living at home getting attached to someone that wants nothing to do with me or loving someone more than I love them all of my all of my degrees meaning nothing life staying the same if not getting worse plateauing yeah those are pretty scary um and then on a high note traits attributes and characteristics I love and admire about myself you're feeling down if you're feeling shitty about yourself like you have nothing to offer because especially if you're in the whole dehumanizing job application process where you've applied to 300 jobs and got nothing i got one interview though today it went really really well um anyway it's important to list out all of the things that you can bring to the table your value what you have to offer because I know in those times it feels so personal so what I like about myself there was a point also in life can I say I could not list one physical trait about myself that I loved an eating disorder recovery the therapist the counselors encouraged us to list out even one to three things that we liked about ourselves physically. And I could not do one. So I'm gonna challenge myself right now. I'm looking in the mirror. Okay, I like my feet. It sounds weird, but I have really great feet. To be honest, my toes are just perfectly sized. (laughs) I could so be a foot model. Um, 
I like my lips, yeah. And I have good eyebrows. There we go. That's what progress looks like, guys. It's not these huge things. It's not becoming a Nobel Peace Prize winner by the age of 25. It's these little things, the ways that we evolve and grow that we... I couldn't have done that five years ago. I could not have done that. I'm proud of myself. All right. I love that I'm compassionate, empathetic, open-minded, self-aware, insightful, intelligent, wise, introspective. I adore animals and treat them with so much kindness. Creativity, imaginative, kind, loving, deep, of of substance, okay, thoughtful, considerate. I love learning. I'm fun-loving, humorous, lighthearted. I have a huge heart. I'm a talented writer, forgiving, humble, modest, caring, good at yoga, and growth-oriented. Cool. And I guess I'll end on this. How can I show up for myself today, this week, this month? It's a beautiful, beautiful thing to think about and consider. How can you show up for yourself? Ways to show up. I want to follow through on my word, be a dependable, trustworthy, and loyal person. This week, I will try to say no more without explanation. I will consider reaching out to blank or writing a letter, sent or unsent, and being open to the idea of forgiving her. This is someone who I have a lot of anger and resentment towards, so I was considering writing her letter and then burning it and being open because it's hard for me to want to forgive her because of how badly she betrayed me but being open to the idea of forgiving that's a great place to start um by the end of this week perhaps i'll delete my tinder account i don't want to waste anyone's time and vice versa have it taking up my mental space and energy but perhaps it's a good way to set boundaries maybe i'll take a step back from the compulsive job application so I had, I want to say something about this too, saying no without explanation. A lot of times I've struggled with the word no because as someone that, you know, has been assaulted, you learn through those experiences or you pick up rather subconsciously that your no doesn't matter. So, or that people don't respect what I have to say. So I've always felt like when I say no, I have to apologize, like very apologetic. And I love the idea of saying no without explanation. Like no is a complete sentence. You don't have to apologize or explain yourself to anyone. It's just no. And I think that's really fucking powerful. The other thing was that I was on Tinder for like a week and I was on Hinge for a week. And maybe I'll make a whole episode on this. I made a TikTok actually and a YouTube video on this. So you can check that out. But... I totally downloaded it for the wrong reasons, I realized. It was more so just out of boredom and loneliness. And honestly, I don't want to speak to anyone that's on an app just for validation. I think to an extent, a lot of us do that just for that external gratification of feeling good. But it was becoming such a distraction and I think a way to escape, like a form of escapism and just numbing. And at the end of the day, it really taught me that I am so not ready to start dating I am so not ready. Um, I need to just relish this time being single. I've only been single since July. So it's been three months. I'm nowhere near. 
I don't have an authentic desire to find someone right now. I really just want to be alone and focus on my healing and myself. I have so many big transitions coming up. So I was not on it for the quote unquote right reason. So I deleted the Tinder. I deleted the hinge and I feel just a sigh of relief. I feel so much. It it just freed up so much time for myself now that I, Hey, I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. Let me record a podcast. If I was still on those apps, I would just be swiping right now, just mindlessly scrolling. So I also deleted my Instagram and my Snapchat. So it's like, it's crazy the amount of times I've caught myself reaching for my phone to just log onto the app, like out of habit. And, um, it's not there. <laughs> it's just really liberating. Like life is so much more than social media, y'all, especially to my Gen Z's. It, there's so much more. There was a time when we didn't even have social media. What was it? I had a MySpace in like eighth grade and then a Facebook in high school and then Instagram in college. It's crazy. I I was thinking about this today. Millennials are really the last generation that knows what it's like without technology. Like if you were born, I don't know, if you're Gen Z, like you've always had technology throughout your whole lives. Millennials, we saw that the introduction of technology and I think that's such a beautiful time to have been raised and to live because I remember when I wanted to watch like the land before time or something, I would have to rewind the whole tape, put it back in. The kids these days will never be able to appreciate that. So it's just so nostalgic. Um, And I recognize I'm getting old when I start to, (laughs) when my mind starts to wander down these, uh, down these these alleys or whatever. So, um, it's just so interesting to me. When I was in elementary school, people had beepers, beepers, and we had um, home phones, which I know some people more so like baby boomers still have, but we had home phones and there was a time when there was no caller ID. Can you imagine? You had to just pick up the phone and guess who it was, or you wouldn't know until you talked to them. So it's just just amazing (laughs) just wild all right and then i'm gonna end on this qualities i want to embody comfortable confrontation confidence unapologetic bold generous flexible mentally self-control honest assertion allowing myself to take up space Self-assured, not having to rely on others' opinions. Brave and courageous, balanced, willpower, dignified, integrity, and authenticity. Cool. That's still true. Still very true. So I thought this was really fun. I don't know. I enjoyed that. Um, I've been wanting to go back and reflect on my old journal entries. I wish I have saved all of my journals, but if I did, I'd have probably a thousand journals. Um, There was a point in my life when I was in a very just torturous, like terrible abusive relationship uh, where a lot of my PTSD came from. And I would try to reread those journal entries. Oh, I couldn't do it. It was so, so heart-wrenching. I think even if I read it today, I would just cry for myself. 
because the pain, like the agony I was in and just how alone I felt. I just want to go back to my 21, 22 year old self and just like hold her and just tell her, baby girl, there's nothing wrong with you. What's wrong is the relationship you're in, is the people you're, you're, the person you're giving your time to, the person you're loving. Um, if you could give that love that you had for that person, give it to yourself. Oh, baby, you, you could be the president of the freaking United States. You'd be so fucking powerful. And that's the message I want to leave you off on is the love that you're seeking to give others, the love that you're looking for outside of yourself today for this moment for this minute for this hour just try to give that to you try to notice all the ways that you are you are lovable inherently lovable there was if i could go back to my my little self i would say this to her and i'm saying this to you sweetheart there there was never anything wrong with you what was wrong is the way that people treated you but the way that others feel about you what they tell you you are honey that's all their stuff that's not yours you are perfect you are so good enough you deserve all the love in the world as you are right now you don't need to change anything about yourself and that's what I would say to you and that's not coming from a narcissistic I'm better I'm I you know but it's coming from that we are all we all come to this world just whole authentic complete and your worthiness your deservingness it doesn't lessen it's just that we're sponges and we took on the beliefs that were handed to us by other people so it's about undoing those and relearning new more beneficial ones if we so choose so thank you for listening to me thank you for turning on my podcast um thank you for spending time with me and i really appreciate your time your consideration your open-mindedness to hear my story and i encourage you to share yours as well Um, If you would like to connect with me in some way, shape, or form, I have a TikTok. I don't know what the name of it is. I hardly go on that app. Um, I have a YouTube. I don't know the name of it either. (laughs) And I'm on and off Instagram at Lauren M. Coletti. You can feel free to reach out to me if you resonated with anything I said or you can relate. And um, I'll link all those in the show notes. I'll talk to you lovely people in the next episode.